Welcome to The Golden Report. I am your host, Ashlyn Wilson. I believe life gets really good when we dig deep, when we're real with ourselves and others, and when we hustle with heart. If you are on a journey of self-discovery, personal growth, and chasing your dreams, you are in the right place. I am all about learning by doing, sharing stories, having those unfiltered conversations, and striving to live a life that just feels right. Whether we're tackling the big questions or simply sharing stories of triumphs or setbacks, I'm going to keep it real and relatable. The Golden Report is about discovering those golden nuggets of wisdom that make life a little shinier and a whole lot more meaningful. Are you ready? Hello, welcome to The Golden Report. I am your host, Ashlyn Wilson. If you have been here before, I am so grateful that you are back with me. And if you are listening in for the first time, thank you for choosing to spend some time with me. Uh, Today, I really wanted to talk about my health journey because it's truly the foundation of a lot of the topics that I'm passionate about right now, and I really feel like it's the driving force for how I make all of my decisions as well, um, including my journey to explant um, my my breast implants, which I went into detail about in episode three and dropped last week. So you can go back and listen to that if you are interested um, in that kind of journey around, you know your body image and the safety and efficacy of of those, or not efficacy, but the safety, the efficacy is there. The implants work. They make your boobs bigger, Um, but the safety of implants. And so I think the hard part about my health journey is that there are so many layers. And so I'm really hoping it's not too confusing and it all makes sense and comes together so that you can just have a good idea of my perspective and where I'm coming from as I talk about health and fertility. Um, why I'm choosing a home birth, why I'm working the business that I'm working, um, and really what I feel like is my purpose because I think it's going to help, you know, understand the topics that I talk about. So my conscious health journey really started in January, 2020. I don't think it's a coincidence that this is going to fire people up, (laughs) I think. Uh, Okay. But I don't think it's um, a coincidence that this journey started just before a virus was intentionally leaked into the world so that a vaccine could intentionally be created to make billion dollars off of, um, and really an attempt to make a massive amount of control, take a massive amount of control over the general public. I think that it was no accident that I was already making realizations about the choices I was making in my nutrition, um, and ingredients in my products and really being cognizant of that. Um, but I will say, even though it was happening prior to, you know, the pandemic happened pretty early in 2020. So a lot of my health journey and views on medicine, food, personal care products was accelerated because of the pandemic, which I like to call BC before COVID. It's kind of my cute little cheeky play on BC. Um, so I'll probably reference that in episodes to come. Um, I think 2020 and the pandemic, as wild as it was, was honestly a true blessing for me. It taught me to not be so passive, so trusting, and to start questioning so-called like experts, I guess, and find truth within ourselves rather, rather than externally. Um, I've changed so much since 2020. The pivotal moment in history really, really opened me up and helped me find my voice and step into a lot of convictions I was otherwise more passive about. Um, and it's I have to admit that even though I'm not necessarily proud of being more of a passive person in the past. Um, it's not what I was completely like ignorant or didn't think things mattered. It's just that I didn't think it mattered if I if I cared. Like I didn't really see um, a position in this world where I was going to be able to do something about it. So I've always been a generally healthy person. I say generally because I have always been active. 
I was an athlete growing up and continued on with my physical fitness into adulthood, but healthy isn't just about the physical aspect. Um, As I got older, I'd hear quotes about it being you know, some sort of percentage variation between the physical and the nutrition and the nutrition always outweighing the physical, right? Um, but I kind of had the philosophy, and I think a lot of people do, that I had, phys- I had the physical nailed and because that I could eat and drink whatever I wanted. Um, I really kind of viewed food and drinking, um, you know, whether that be juice, whether that be alcohol or, you know, sodas, whatever. I didn't really drink soda, but I think you get the point. I only really viewed those as impacting my weight and appearance. I didn't equate those things to impacting my health. So, or like the way that I feel every day, if that makes sense. So, so needless to say, I wasn't healthy when it came to nutrition. It really, if I'm being honest with myself, um, even what I thought was healthy in hindsight, wasn't as healthy as I thought I would eat like packaged meals, like lean cuisines. And I think like a salad and soup, um, even if like that soup was made with heavy cream and who knows what else, or the salad was doused in, you know, had a bunch of different deli meats. Like there's just so many things that like you can pile into a quote unquote healthy food that no longer make it healthy. Um, but I think that we're kind of conditioned to think that um, if I'm eating like this type of food, it doesn't really matter what's in it, you know, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I just think that like in hindsight, I really wasn't making the best decisions. I also used over-the-counter meds regularly and would stock up on Z-Packs and antibiotics to self-treat anytime I was in Mexico, and I drank alcohol pretty regularly. Um, The year leading up to the beginning of my mindset shift, I was starting to get sick of how much I would put in the gym, put like how much time I put into the gym and not seeing the results that I had been working towards in my head. So I ate quote unquote good during the week unless there was like a work thing or a girl's dinner. And then of course that was an exception, except that it really wasn't an exception because there was always something. There was always something to go to. Um, Just like there's always like a wedding or there's always a birthday or there's always an event that like will prevent you from executing on some sort of 30-day program or 75-day program or really just shifting and you always kind of make excuses for like, okay, I'm going to do it except for that day. Um, And so I think you kind of set yourself up for failure when you do that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a balanced lifestyle. I just think that when you're really trying to create new habits that you have to be disciplined in some areas and, and make hard decisions and where to let things go. So Anyways, there was always something, so it really wasn't an exception in this case. Um, In the summer of 2019, I started seeing a naturopath for crappy sleep. I was waking up multiple times a night. I was feeling anxious. I was nauseous a lot of the time. I had incredibly low energy. I found myself crashing a lot in the afternoon, barely able to keep my eyes open. And I think those are all things that, um, as a society, we completely have normalized. We're like, that's just being a mom, or that's just being, you know, having a stressful job, or having a lot of things on your plate or whatever. Like we have totally normalized symptoms. These are symptoms that our body is telling us. So I started seeing this naturopath because I was tired of feeling this way. She ran food sensitivity tests, started giving me weekly B vitamin shots. Um, We started, you know, doing SIBO tests, testing my cortisol levels. And in the same time, I also got off birth control. Um, My husband and I had decided that it was We were kind of, I guess, ready for a change um, or at least open to something changing in our life. And I had been on that for 20 years. So I I will definitely dive into my experience on birth control and what I would do differently in another episode. Um, But just know that I had been on it for 20 years. And at this point, I was also getting off of that. So I get off for like the fall of 2019. Um, 
come December of 2019, I am still in the weeds of figuring out what is going on in my body. Um, and I found myself pregnant. It was a welcomed pregnancy, a total, total shock because I hadn't had a period yet, <laughs> which I knew could happen. Um, but I honestly hadn't been off the pill that long. And so I was also a little concerned. I'm like, is this too fast? Like, is the baby going to be okay? <laughs> like, um, And I was like eight weeks when I found out. And very soon after, like within a week, I found out that I had also miscarried. So I went in and there was no heartbeat. Um, when we went in for our scan, they were like, well, since we don't know when you actually got pregnant, you know, come in in two weeks just to be sure. I went back in and there was still no heartbeat. So they were like, you know, it's just an abnormal pregnancy. Um, I didn't think much of it honestly, as far as anything being wrong with me, because I knew miscarriages were pretty common, but it did make me want to take care of myself more. So it definitely triggered something in me. Um, so that when I, like the kind of the idea I had is that when I got pregnant again, I would feel like my best self and I would be in the greatest shape. And, you know, if there was anything that I had been doing that maybe had helped or, you know, caused it that I could alleviate that. Um, and at that time, my friend asked me to do the Arbonne's 30 Days to Healthy Living program in January. And the timing of it just all made sense to me. The program was pretty simple. And, you know, you remove inflammatory foods, liquids, supplements, and or and you don't remove supplements, but you supplement with high-quality supplements to help reduce inflammation and essentially reset, um, you know, give yourself the nutrients that your body needs so that it can work as optimally as possible. Um, I found it super simple to follow and about two weeks in started noticing that I wasn't waking up as often. And when I did, I'd use the bathroom and be able to go right back to sleep with no issue. My energy was up. I didn't feel the afternoon crash. And when I was, and, and I was pooping daily, um, rather than every few days. So up until this program, like for most of my life, I was not having regular bowels. Um, when I started this, I started going at least once a day. Um, and this was truly the first time in my life that I was starting to catch on that I, what I was putting in my body really mattered and it was impacting all these things that I had again, normalized. So when it was over, I was nervous actually to reintroduce food groups because I didn't want to lose like this mental clarity and this energy that I was feeling. I was kind of nervous to see like what that impact would be. And I kind of always say that like, when you don't do something for a couple days, like you might feel slightly better, but you don't attribute it to anything. But when you actually like remove a lot of these things from your life, you can tell you're, it's a very drastic difference. Like I know people don't want to take the time to do like elimination diets and all these kind of things to kind of figure out what might be triggering them. But I feel like there's too much of a culture of, um, you know, oh, it's so restrictive. Like it's like, let's give our body what it needs. Right. Um, anyways, I feel like this was my first taste of real health. Well, Mick and I soon after went on vacation in February to recruit for the miscarriage, um, and celebrate loving one another. And, and that's kind of how we dealt with the loss was like, let's go on vacation. Let's enjoy each other. Um, and you know, we'll be back in the saddle and, and it'll happen for us. So I drank and ate cheese and gluten and I came home. Um, but with this time when I came home, I was actually so excited to be in routine again. I was craving like my protein shakes and I wanted my greens. Um, and I wanted that routine that I had created for myself and that was new. So this was really the start of being and acting and embodying um, this new lifestyle and, and really being cognizant of the effect of that what I was eating and drinking really did matter. So it's now February 2020. A month later, we all know what happened. The pandemic hit and the circus rolled into town. 
We are all being told to wear masks and social distance and started isolating people in hospitals. And while alarm bells were going off in me, I was still trying to make sense of why those alarm bells were going off. Like, what did it mean? Um, it was a scary time when it first started happening. It was very unsure. Um, and I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't quite know what it was. So just fast forward a little bit. It's September and I found out I was pregnant again. <laughs> so now this is, you know, two pregnancies within a year. Um, I did miscarry again. And I'll go into detail about my fertility journey and a little bit more detail into those um, at another time. But it, it just for story's sake, it was a chemical miscarriage and doctors assured me not to worry because the two were unrelated. Um, like the reasons why I miscarried were unrelated. So they really didn't see any cause for concern. So honestly, like I took their words to heart. Um, I wasn't super concerned. I was sad, but not concerned. And we just went on with our lives. So 2021 rolls in and now the COVID vaccine is starting to be talked about. Data is starting to be distributed about its efficacy, its safety. And at the same time, the ingredients and technology used to develop this are now are also being talked about. And it's pretty controversial. Um, and it's honestly, as a citizen, like you're confused, you know, you're like, wait a minute, how can you tell me this is so effective? But then there's all these reports that are kind of saying otherwise. Um, not to mention, typically when you roll out medicine, it's years and years and years of testing and clinical trials before you can really give it to, to the masses. So it was all quite um, alarming. And so for me, this was another huge shift. You know, the first one was, okay, realizing what I put in my body from a food perspective matters. It affects how I feel. And now this is another shift. Like, why was something being pushed so hard? I mean, they were incentivizing an emergency experimental jab with Krispy Kreme donuts to a population where 80% of the people affected were overweight or obese. I mean, in hindsight, I guess that's not, that's not good marketing. I don't know what it is, <laughs> um, which I know that's kind of a terrible joke. But um, and then it was so effective that they weren't allowing unvaxed in some businesses with vaxed employees. Like I thought it was so effective that you couldn't get it, so that didn't make sense. And then people getting sick. Like I would be at work and people would be like, "Oh, I got the vaccine today. Like I'm so sick," and they'd be out for like a week. And I was just like, "What is actually happening?" And then people that got the vaccine were getting COVID. So the whole thing for me at a 10,000 foot view made absolutely no sense. And I was pretty vocal about it. Um, up until this point, my view on vaccines was they were generally safe and that they wouldn't be widely distributed if not for the greater good of humanity <laughs> and human beings on an individual level. In fact, prior to Mick, my husband was the one that questioned vaccines for our children. And I was, to be quite frank, dismissive of the, dismissive of the concerns because it seemed silly to me to question something so widely done. Like it was like, well, it wouldn't be widely done if it wasn't good, if it wasn't better, like the pros didn't weigh out the cons. You know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of funny to think that because as you'll see through this journey, like I am now the big driver in that conversation. Um, so this COVID vaccine is being rolled out and this triggered me to take a massive step back and wonder, what else had I been blindly trusting? This was the second taste or third, I guess. I don't know. I think um, of me realizing that it wasn't just food that I needed to take a second look at when considering what goes into my body. I became super curious about other vaccines when this happened. 
and taking mixed concerns a lot more seriously. I soon learned that every single vaccine insert had carcinogenic properties listed as a main ingredient. I started to learn that many vaccines were rolled out after the threat, after the, like, let's, let me emphasize that after the threat of the diseases had been mitigated. I learned that pharmaceutical companies had absolutely no liability in the vaccines they produced. And since liability had been lifted in the eighties, the childhood vaccine schedule has only increased year over year without a single one being removed from the list. I was learning that they were literally injecting poison into every human and even worse, newborns and children in the name of health. And then I miscarried again. But this one was different. I had known early on. I would sat with it for about seven weeks before losing it. Between the experience with the doctors telling me again it was just a normal abnormal pregnancy, not to mention their poor bedside manner in such a sensitive situation, having to be in the hospital alone because they still weren't allowing anyone in with me while I had a DNC and being faced with my livelihood or a vaccine because at the time it was also being mandated by the U.S. government that um, businesses enforce the vaccine. I had absolutely zero interest in getting like this vaccine, by the way. So so like all of this is happening at the same time. Um, this was like my final my final taste. It wasn't just what I was putting in my body and on my body. This was so much deeper. And I know I'm going into detail about the vaccine and the things that I learned, but it's because it's such a huge factor of my perspective on health. Up until this point, it was all seemingly separate situations and any one story doesn't really signify much, but at this point they all collided. Like these things were all happening in parallel alongside each other. And in the moment of having this last miscarriage and being in the hospital and being treated the way that I was treated, honestly feeling pretty ostracized when I didn't want the vaccine um, when I was in the hospital because they ask you every chance that they get. Um, I would say that this was really the darkest time in my life. Between the loss of the baby for the third time, honestly, I feeling like a loss in humanity around like individual freedoms and the the treatment of people around their their personal medical decisions. Um, the government trying to control like every move that we made and control whether we made money or not. And the realization that medical and pharmaceutical companies were purposely making us sick so they could profit off healing us, I felt lost. I felt totally lost. So I'm feeling lost and a little broken. I got a little bit more quiet. I started looking at other career paths. I started looking at other places to live. I started wondering what all these new realizations meant for me and how I was going to live my life. Um, how Mick and I were going to live our lives. Were we going to move our businesses? Like it was just all so overwhelming and it made me feel like we needed a complete overhaul. <laughs> um, and then a friend asked me to take a look at the business side of Arbonne. And Arbonne is the company that helped me initially change my health perspective with their 30 Days to Healthy Living program. I mentioned that at the beginning. I had continued to use the products throughout this entire journey. Every day, little by little, I was feeling better. The longer I eliminated certain foods from my life um, and you know, properly supplemented myself, um, the better I felt. And so when this opportunity was presented to me, I initially just saw it as a way to create some freedom in my life. You know kind of start with that overhaul that I was I was kind of looking for and just to give myself options so that I wouldn't be backed into a corner ever again. Which I guess by the way I should mention that the mandate 
um, for the vaccine was dropped. It's obviously illegal. <laughs> so when it was dropped from the U.S. government side, my work dropped it as well. Um, but it, what was done was done, right? Like I was had already been backed into a corner once, and I wasn't going to risk being back being forced like into a corner again. Um, and what I do, I take very seriously. So yes, I already loved the products and could like authentically recommend them to people. And I already was like, I'd been referring people to my friend for, for, I don't know, what is this like two years at this point, but I wanted to do more than just recommend these products. I wanted to fully understand them. And I think that all of the previous happenings was a catalyst to that too, right? I wanted to understand them and wanted to help others understand them. So I started to listen to more health podcasts, um, you know, with doctors and scientists and reading a lot more books and learning about gut health and skin health and brain health and how all of these are connected. I started learning about toxic load and the impact it has on our hormones, which can impact our mood, our bodily processes, like irregular periods and fertility, ding, ding, um, how it can exacerbate or even create autoimmune diseases. And now, now it all started to make sense why I was on the journey I had been on and why all these journeys were happening in parallel and then collided. I started to learn about functional medicine and finding the root cause of a symptom to heal it rather than putting a Band-Aid on it by medicating it. I started to learn about greenwashing and countries' ingredient standards and regulatory boards and the differences between different countries um, and what they allowed and what other ones didn't, which by the way, in the US, they are like non-existent. Um, in the US, you know, we ban about 11, the number floats around between anywhere between 11 and 15. It's hard sometimes to, to nail it down. Um, ingredients are banned from like our personal care products. And there hasn't been a law passed, uh, gosh, since the 1960s, maybe, um, around personal care products. And like when these laws were in effect, like lead was still legal in paint. So just think about like how much has shifted and policy has not shifted to protect, to protect us. Um, and so like I said, they're non-existent in the U.S. Um, and when you kind of realize that, then you realize you kind of have to start taking things into your own hands, right? So this is when I started seeing the holistic and natural medicine that I had been conditioned to think is like woo-woo and doesn't work and um, you're stupid and silly if you like you think an essential oil or a botanical or an herb is going to help you with anything. Um, but the truth is there's <laughs> there's just no money in actually being healed. There's no profit in being healthy. And while I fully agree and I'm on board with a capitalist country, like 100%, this is one area where I think we have lost our morals and we have to prioritize people over profit. So because I started my Arbonne business, I wanted to be a credible source around the products that we offered and the lifestyle we were advocating for. I wasn't going to put myself or my clients in kind of like that blind trust state that I had been in before with over-the-counter medicine and vaccines. I, I really wanted to understand, okay, if this is the ingredients in the product, like what do they do and how does that benefit and serve um, the best that I can, right? And in doing that, it created a whole new belief system for me, like major, major. I started doing more root cause testings, um, like a Dutch test, toxic load testing, GI test to see what was actually going on in me. Um, you know, I had been to doctors and doing blood work and they're like, everything's normal. Everything's fine. There's no reason you're losing your babies. Well, you know, I do one P test on a stick six times in 24 hours and I have a functional medicine expert telling me she knows exactly why I'm not maintaining my pregnancies. Um, 
because they actually are looking for the root cause of the problem. They're looking at how the body should function. Like what is opt, what is what part of this puzzle piece is not fitting. Um, I stopped taking my bronchial steroid, um, for my, for my allergies, my nasal inhaler and my D and my pill that I was taking. I was taking all three of those for allergies and I've been doing it for years and years and years. I had no idea the impact that steroids had on your health. Um, long-term I stopped because it wasn't ascribed to me, you know, a doctor's job is to give you pros, cons, um, options and like, let you make an informed decision. Um, and I just don't, that's just not the way it works. Like they're like, this is what you take, take it. Like, this is what you have. Cool. Take this. Um, and really it's just like alleviating symptoms, but it's not really getting rid of anything. And then there's no long-term plan to be off of any of this stuff. Um, in fact, most doctors are going to tell you like, no, you're just going to be on this blood pressure medication for the rest of your life. Um, and that's really not a good answer. <laughs> like, I think that, you know, when you're in a position of do no harm, um, the goal should be to really help you like remove this problem from your life. So anyways, you know, like I started doing these other tests just to kind of like get a, a read on where my body was. I stopped taking um, over-the-counter medicines that I was taking very regularly. I stopped taking ibuprofen. I was, anytime I was sore from the gym or um, I would drink, I would take it, you know, before I went to bed to avoid headaches and to not feel like hungover in the morning. It was like my secret sauce. Um, I stopped drinking and eating inflammatory foods as a habit. Like instead of just drinking a bottle of wine at dinner on Friday nights, because it was Friday, I was like, wait a minute, do I even feel like wine? Um, do I actually want a glass of wine? Like I want to work out in the morning. Like this always makes me feel sluggish. I don't want to do this. And so when I was having some of these foods or drinks, it was very intentional when I was having it. Um, and I was kind of weighing out the cost benefit of, of doing these things. I stopped drowning myself in NyQuil or Sudafed and Mucinex when I got a sinus infection, which was a couple times a year, um, or heading to the doctor for antibiotics, which I found out through all of my learnings completely destroy your gut health, um, and your gut microbiome, which when that happens and you wipe out all the good gut bacteria, then you leave yourself weaker and more susceptible to more sickness. Therefore you typically get sick more often or, um, or more severely. So I stopped all these things like cold Turkey. I started taking more herbs to support my major organs, um, help supplements to replenish what is typically deficient and deplete depleted at rapid paces due to environmental toxins. And I don't just mean like environmental toxins, like, Oh, pollution in the air. I mean, you know, the lotion that you're putting on your skin, the scents that you come into contact with, these are all in your environment. Um, and so they are, you know, being absorbed into your skin, they're in your bloodstream within 26 seconds and they're impacting how you feel and how your body operates. Our bodies are built to flush out toxins. They're so freaking smart. Um, but with the normal toxic load that, you know, quote unquote normal, you know, back in the day, plus all the new chemicals that we have in so many things, like our bodies are in constant overload state. So I started to, I started to realize that like the little decisions about my skincare, my makeup, all of that, that really does add up so that my body has a chance to recover. I started to focus on my gut health to reduce inflammation in my body and help me fight off bacteria. I started being mindful of adaptogens to help regulate my cortisol levels, which, you know, your stress levels are huge. Um, you know, for being, getting pregnant specifically, if your stress levels are high, then your progesterone level tanks. Um, and progesterone is what you need to get and maintain a pregnancy. Um, so it's, it's kind of funny too, when you say like, oh, just relax and it'll happen. But there is, um, chemicals in your body and like an actual biological function that the being in a high stress state, isn't the best state for you to be in 
like fundamentally when you're gonna have a baby. So that it kind of turns off that whole system. Um, I, like I mentioned, I switched out my body care, my products, my skincare, makeup. So this is my soaps. This is my shampoos, my conditioners, my deodorants, uh, my all my moisturizers, every single skincare item. I switched out all of my makeup. I actually, and then most recently I started switching out all of my cleaning products in my home. Um, you know, got rid of candles, um, that were not, um, that had scents that were from artificial scents or, fr- or chemicals. Um, so any f- candle that you find in my home is going to be from, you know, natural botanicals, um, or, or, um, why am I drawing a blank on it? Uh, essential oils, like things like that, right. Which are from botanicals. So it's the same thing. And guess what happened? I I stopped getting those multi-year sinus infections. I stopped having long bouts of allergy attacks. I'm not saying I'm never a a victim of them, but they've actually gotten better over time where I feel them less often um, and less severely. I stopped getting headaches. I have been sick once since doing all of this. And trust me, it was my fault. I wrecked myself at my husband's 40th birthday celebration last year. so I don't even know if it counts because it was like basically the opposite of the lifestyle that I'm talking about right now. Um, but I totally wrecked myself. Anyways, that was the one time that I was very sick. Um, I got pregnant, like, or sorry, but the biggest win is to date is that I got pregnant again for the fourth time. And this time I have maintained it. I am now six months pregnant. Um, I've had a relatively easy pregnancy. I've had some subtle nausea, subtle but constant nausea in the beginning. I have been tired, nothing out of the ordinary. I have been incredibly active during my pregnancy. And all this to say is it's just wild when you stop giving your body things it needs to detox from, like additional things it needs to detox from and start supporting it to work the way it was designed to do. Like there's things going on in our world that we can't control. We can't control you know, a lot of the things happening, um, in our environment, we can't control maybe some of the pesticides that are being used. You can, you know, wash your fruit, you can choose organic, you can do various things to make it better. Um, but we're already being inundated with more than has ever existed. And so when you decide to pile that on with all these things that you quote unquote need, um, especially when there's better options, it's like, it just doesn't make sense. And so, I don't see how I would have gotten here without every single one of these things happening. You know, BC, before COVID Ashland, thought over-the-counter meds were safe and holistic nature, um, holistic and like natural medicine could not actually be medicine. (laughs) Um, And that's just hilarious to think of because you think thousands of years and like actual medicine women, you know, like helping people with sicknesses and ailments and all of these things. And somehow we got so far away from that, that we think that that is the quacky way to live when it worked for so long. And yes, I know, oh, people used to die of all sorts of diseases, but there were not the, I'm reading a book on vaccines right now. And it was like long before the cleanliness, like it was really due to poor living conditions. Um, And so it's just, it's just like times have changed. We don't live in that time anymore. Um, and some things, you know, we've gotten better and there's a time and a place for modern medicine, um, which I'll get to, but the, the, anyways, so I used to think it was quacky (laughs) and that there was no way any of that worked. And clearly by what I said, that is not how I feel anymore. 
Um, that ingredients, I used to think that ingredients and personal care products didn't amount to much. I even thought that they didn't impact field development. That is the truth. Um, I thought it was silly that something so seemingly small as like um, an ingredient in your night cream, like retinol or something like that could actually have some sort of development. I just was so naive and so, oh God, Ash, the, the BC Ashlyn, <laughs> if I could go shake her a little bit. Um, but I had to be BC Ashlyn to be AC Ashlyn, you know? Um, BC Ashlyn thought modern medicine knew best and had everyone's best interest at heart. Um, what I have learned about, you know, modern medicine is that there is a time and a place for it. And I think that it's a lot of worst case um, scenarios are taught to surgeons and OBs and all these various doctors. And since that's the majority of what they're taught, that's what they go to. Um, but they're not necessarily focused on, you know, what's the natural way of doing things or how we should naturally be able to get over things. And so I'm grateful for modern medicine, but I do think there's a time and a place. And I do think that, um, you know, yeah, I guess it's just a time and a place. Um, BC Ashland thought the government generally had everyone's best interest at heart. <laughs> <laughs> this one. Oh, sheesh. Um, I knew they were corrupt individuals. I just didn't, I just didn't think like the whole system was, I don't know. I believe in our democratic system and this isn't even what this podcast is about, but whatever. I do believe in the democratic system. I think it's a really well-structured organization. I just think that, um, we've gotten very lost within that. And I think that goes back to the same parallel of like, I believe in a capitalistic society, but like we have to find that balance and the morality of putting people over profit again. Um, and that goes for, you know, the government as well. Um, so BC Ashland thought that vaccines were generally safe and the pros had to weigh the cons. <laughs> and AC Ashland, after COVID Ashland, knows without a shadow of a doubt that those are all lies. Um, and I know that because... I am living proof that a limiting all of that actually improves your mental and physical health. And when these two things are improved, all areas of your life improve alongside it. So gosh, I feel like this was kind of like a dear diary, I guess, laying it all out there of my experience and thought process on how I live my life now, how I got here. And I think it's important because it's shaped me. It's like it's made me the person that could, that will start a podcast <laughs> to talk about this stuff. Um, because I feel like these are all topics that kind of like I get talk about them a lot in like my circle of friends, but I don't know that they're like just widely out there. I mean, that's not true. I, it's hard to say because I listen to a lot of people that, I mean, there's help that I've had to get here. Um, Anyways, I've shared bits and pieces of this on social over the last few years and sharing it, I have been in deep conversations with people. So I know I'm not the only one. And if all the realizations have helped me find my power and my voice and know my worth and value and trust myself like overall, and I'm hoping that sharing it all in one place right here at one time will encourage someone else to take more bold steps for their health and wellness, um, to take, you know, to be more convicted in, in how they feel and to listen to themselves over listening to an expert. And obviously I'm not saying like never listen to a doctor. I'm just saying that no one cares about you the way that you care about you. No one is going to know you better than you know you. Um, and I think that there's a lot of power in, in trusting yourself, um, and advocating for yourself and speaking up and asking questions when you have them and challenging people and not taking all the word, um, you know, taking it at face value sometimes. So 
yeah, that's my health journey. That's how I got here. That's how I've become the person that, um, you know, really pushes for the natural way to do things. Um, and I'll be diving in a lot more into this, like in my fertility journey, um, my journey to why I'm, I'm choosing a home birth, um, all sorts of things. And I just felt like it was really important to understand the foundation of where all that's coming from. So thank you for listening, um, and being here. I hope that something that I have said has connected with you and made you either feel validated in the way that you think, or is making you question something, um, that you think. And I look forward to us learning and growing together. So till next time. Thank you for spending time with me. I know you have a lot of choices and I am honored to be a part of your day. My hope is there was at least one thing that resonated with you on today's episode that brings light, connection, or meaning to your life. And if it did, please message me on social. I would love to know. You can find me on Instagram at ashzar, that's A-S-H-Z-A-R-R. Please also consider subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review, and sharing with friends and family. Your support means the world to me, and I look forward to connecting with you again as we continue to unravel the complexities of life and seek to live a life that is more honest, more authentic, and ultimately, more golden. Till next time.